beloved this is the culture and camaraderie podcast the most thought-provoking introspective industrious creative discussion with my boy tiberius Wagi. was good if you're hearing us with crystal clear audio clarity that's by that sound you get me if you'd like that for yourself da, da, da. then please hit him up order IG. now <laughs> order now while stocks last <laughs> straight in how ah, you doing bro blessed um blessed and highly favored it's been a it's been a nuts uh week and so week and so yep busy week and so yeah bear biz like busy, it's busy, well busy, 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 i try busy. to not be busy yeah i haven't spoke to you much this week actually no we haven't like Funnily enough, I wasn't even in the mood to like speak. I was only in the mood to tweet, and I tweeted recklessly a lot. Oh, but see, I'm not on Twitter, man. I yeah. just can't get with Twitter. I, part of me is happy that I never got into that whole Twitter debacle. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even. I don't even want to be in it. Anymore. Like, cause, cause it, it's so funny. Cause that is how a lot of people are get. You see this whole Twitter stuff where people are getting like called out for stuff from years ago. Yeah. Oh well, they that's let not me. Reckless selves be. Pr- oh, of course. Well, I I know that probably would have been me. <laughs> 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 to some extent, I would have said some mad stuff that would have got pulled out of the bag. That would have ended my career. But thank the Lord, I did not stay on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not to happen. No. I'm not a bad guy. No, no, I'm not a horrible a comp- guy. That was a compound laugh. But you know what? I just gotta say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it real. Yeah, no, because here's the thing, right? Because I only came on Twitter when I was like 24. Mm. So, I'm so yeah, you got a bit yeah, more I was wherewithal. Old, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, See, imagine being on Twitter when you're 16, 18. No, fuck that. Bruh. What was that, fam? What was I, doing <laughs> I don't like? even know what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I think back about to that time. I'm, yeah, I was barely fam. conscious. You're like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, you know, oh. Have to have to sign up for college, okay? <laughs> have to go to uni, okay? Like shit, I could have been doing anything. I no. could have been doing anything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. Did you see? Did you know? Because I saw this thing. Do you know that guy? It was so funny. Because well, not what he said, but he was um. He he done something with his charity. Basically, he's done. He, it was like this board he had, and he held it up at a concert. I think. And it said, uh, need need, need more beers or something like this, a yeah. specific brand of beer. And it went viral on okay. Twitter, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he, like, people started donating to him. On uh, Yeah, yeah. They started donating to him. But what he started doing <coughs> is he, he made it bigger and he done more. And he said, need more beers. What I'm going to do is I'm going to donate this money to uh, um, ch- uh, a children in need foundation essentially i think yeah. i can't remember exactly what the foundation was but it was children in hospitals or something um and the brand and um there was these two brands it was the beer brand and there was someone else i think there was another charity that got involved and eventually he ended up uh save uh, he ended up taking in about a million pa- a million dollars for them to donate to uh the the children's hospital but what happened was a reporter who was looking into him yeah dug up his old tweets oh wow where he was being like ridiculously racist oh towards black people specifically 
and there was this big sort of outrage about like well well are we still gonna give the money or well no you give the money exactly but but this is also a racist cunt no of course of course that is that is what happened of course you want like that well like but but the plot thickens yeah I can't get with racism. Yeah, look. I don't look. know. I don't know. I can't back it. That I'm goes without saying. But I'm my point. <laughs> but my point is, yeah. <laughs> what actually skin. ended up happening? You see the same reporter? Yeah. He has his Twitter. People went into his Twitter, <laughs> and he had the same thing. Oh wow. <laughs> he had the same shit. Oh wow. And he was giving it the big boy. But see, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is what the problem is uh, with outrage culture is, yeah? Is every single person, no matter what, no matter how clean no, and, the day and fresh you think you are, yeah? Tweet. The f- oh no matter how clean and fresh you think you are, you've got something in your closets. Yeah, this is the problem with, the, with this cancel culture stuff. Of course, he was racist. Terrible. He should not be held in some high regard uh, just because of what he's done. In terms of money, it's great what he done. It was a really good thing. No, he raised a million. But, but my point here is what I'm making with this point is that it's actually terrible because this is a prime example of this guy was on his high high horse, and even after he got caught, he was he started giving the same excuses that the other guy was giving, and he was going, "No, nah, it doesn't matter." He was just going, "Well, look, I, I've caught him. Peep, peep this. It's absolutely awful." Like he didn't have some in his back pocket. And then when he got caught, he's saying the exact same things the guy he outed was saying. The only thing that you're going to see is my arguments on Twitter <laughs> with other people about dumb shit. Really. Yeah, on Twitter, maybe. But look, in like, life, I'm talking about in life and large. Like, no, I, like, I'm everyone's a, got demons, man. Everyone's got things. Th- there's, there's stuff about everyone that people, they would prefer th- why the public wouldn't know. Well, I wrote a book about my demons. <laughs> wow! Look, no, look. I wrote a book about it. Some people have less than others, <laughs> but everyone's got demons. No matter what anyone says, no matter what anyone says, I don't give a damn. There's stuff that people that everyone has that they wouldn't want people to know. Oh yeah, regardless. Yeah, but when it comes to stuff like that, obviously that's like, that's different yeah, from having stuff that's personal weird. with you where you yeah. don't want people to know. But it's like still, my half point the is dumb shit that I've done in uni, like I'm, I'm gr- like I'm glad I wasn't tweeting through that. First of all, exactly, and <laughs> I'm happy. Exactly, that, like I would rather it stay there. Exactly, because, like, <laughs> really and truly, I was. But that's my point, because like not not even that like anything that I was doing was particularly bad. It's just um, like. <laughs> I was just I was just a kid back then, really and truly. Mm. But see, like, what do you think about that then? Do you f- what What is your views on this whole cancelling um, shit? I don't I don't cancel. Like, mm. I even had like a weird argument yesterday, like um, about cancelling people, artists specifically, mm. and I said I can't cancel an artist, and then um, someone brought up R. Kelly. I was about it. to say that exact same and thing, and I, I got was a bit, like, I was like, I still held my ground. Why would you? bring up uh, like no because here's here's my thing right mm. i will not put someone outside the bounds of normal human behavior into the purview of a human perspective what do you like mean he's that? operating on mm. a different frequency than everybody else what when what, what do you mean by that though with, with his, his behavior with his behavior oh, okay yeah. like he's like 
Like, he has terrible, sordid behaviour mm. that has probably scarred multiple... People, yeah. Do- yeah. And he's been implicit with his behaviour and he's obviously abused his power in multiple different types of ways. So you can't put him in the same bracket as a Sabrina Claudio that was also racist on Twitter. Mm. Like, that's just a different level. Like, his racism has a whole machine behind oh, not racism his behavior had a whole machine behind it yeah because that has been going on for like, however many there's so many people since before who are I just was born as, as 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 should be held just as accountable yeah as he is and that is that is that is my point because mm. when it because obviously like like when i think about racist tweets i don't know if that's how we're going to start off the podcast but when i think about racist tweets it's like what makes you want to tweet racist tweets like, do you think it's fun? Like, I want to know the mindset behind. There's a weird just, psychology. Like, just it. because, like, because obviously, like, what I've noticed about Twitter is that because people can't say something out loud, they think it like, and it's easier to type it. But obviously, if you box them and you actually talk to them properly, they're never gonna say those type of things that they tweet. Half the people won't say stuff that they tweet or write, mm. which is like <clears throat> almost doesn't feel real, does it? Yeah, exactly. So it's like this kind of. <coughs> never world where whatever you write doesn't mean anything but then again your behavior makes people um, um hold you accountable to other people mm. so you you as an avatar um your writing is a perspective of you sort of thing so it's like <clears throat> you bring that closer to you the whole thing yeah 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 try and move it more to the mic pause <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we should listen if it's buzzing or not but no, um, no i can I, i'll be able to see it on here um yeah so like just just that whole twitter thing like when i realized that a lot of people tweet stuff that they can't ever say out loud it like kind of changed my perspective of what is even is twitter because like me things that i tweet i can say out loud i can probably even defend in a certain type of way if it's like I would defend my jokes and my sarcasm and even my point of view but that's about it. like that's that's pretty much my range of things that I, I write on Twitter in it and I can say those things out loud and I can articulate them but that's because I'm a writer that also has a book out <laughs> <laughs> that that's on like Amazon right now <laughs> I was it's on Amazon right now <laughs> oh, you supposed to say normal voice. We was going with the flow. We was like a subliminal no. <laughs> plug. That was like a subtle plug. <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> genuinely though. Um, what is this? What was I? Yeah. So like um. So your thoughts and and the things you're yeah, saying like, are I'm congruent like, I, I with know, what you put I know, on Twitter. But me, I am oh, like I've really noticed that I'm a big, big weirdo. So I operate in a different mind frame. Because I wouldn't say stuff that I, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't tweet that, stuff yeah. that I wouldn't. So like you're c- say. it's all congruent. Yeah, you're, like you're, what you say and what you type on there is congruent. Yeah, like <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say this. Like, okay, on a tangent, tangent of a tangent. <laughs> no, I don't think I can even say that. I, I oh, say I kind of want you to say it. <laughs> 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 um, 
um, I don't even know what you're gonna say. Yeah, it's gonna be mad wild. Actually, it's not wild, but like it's a toy. Um, uh, damn, where was my head at? Off the tangent. Let's let's back out of that. Okay, road. we're not we're not gonna <laughs> reverse it. Wow, reverse this is the first reversal <laughs> we've had. Oh my days. I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually sweating. <laughs> 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 oh, but yeah, I've obviously got a website, and I and I tweet and I write and like, I'm I'm an artist, so my tweets are kind of part of my art. Like, yeah. the way I've tweeted this year is also a representation of the life that I've lived throughout while writing my book. Mm-hmm. So if you even got a transcript of my tweet, if you take out a couple of the rubble that's there and clean it up, you'll see the method behind everything. Literally from December time all the way, you'll literally see it from December time all the way, not even, maybe even November, like because everything started in October, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So October time all the way to this October, right? So it's it's just like years worth of understanding of the behind the scenes and you know there's a there's even a creative way that you could even package that into something else and not saying that that was purposeful and not saying that wasn't purposeful but it's the it's just (coughs) it's just to say that my book has a backstory to it and it also has a thought process behind it and Mm. a lot of my tweets (coughs) are representations of what I did this year um, but that's that's different for other people which is really the main point it's like you know a lot of people can tweet or like not a lot of people don't know how to even archive themselves because when I started to I was obviously heavy into social media marketing and heavy into um, tech right so I understood that every single thing you tweet, whether you delete it or not, will be there forever. I was under that understanding. And you only delete tweets to clean up um, what you would like to see. So like, um, let's say you're doing a painting and then like you've done something wrong with the painting and then you put acid, was it acetone on it? Mm-hmm. To like wipe off the paint, but the paint was obviously still there and you obviously still see the marks of where the acetone was right that's exactly what deleting a tweet is it's not saying that the tweet wasn't ever there but it's somewhere still yeah. on a database or server or whatever exactly or even like when you draw <coughs> over like when you're doing um the shape of a face and then you draw over the line and like you mm. draw the outside it's it's literally that type of it's literally that deep within it it's like not saying that um the lines weren't thicker mm-hmm. but the lines are still there but the lines are cleaned up and that's why I said like if you take out the rubber and you package it in a certain type of way my tweets can be a representation of the BTS of my book right mm-hmm. so that's like I came clean onto her with that and obviously this was big big ir- around not right in the middle of but like on the outskirts of the outrage culture thing so like I started tweeting in 2016 2017-ish so like people were still debating on Twitter back then and everything. I was like, this is tiring. Mm-hmm. Like I came on Twitter to have fun. Like man was in a dark, dark place this time. I was like, 
Let me just tweet. Mm. But obviously, I deleted that Twitter. But I love, like, I, that's why I said, um, if you remember, episode one of the podcast or something, um, I said something like, not even episode one, it was probably episode two or three. I said something like, um, I deleted my Twitter, but it had a lot of ideas that I, that I really liked. So that's why I started my. That's part of the reason I started my website because the same year I really started writing on my website was the same year I deleted that tour. Mm. So a lot of those ideas are reimagined on my website. Mm-hmm. Anyways, booyah bays. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really that's really it. That's it, booyah bays. Yeah, like that's that's. And that's in conclusion, booyah bays. Yeah. So in conclusion, the booyah. Zinda Bays. <laughs> ah, we need video. <laughs> we so do, we so do. So <coughs> Don't worry, I'm I'm saving that for a camera. And obviously we're saving that for a microphone, so we'll probably have both around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, but yeah do you Mazza. have anything else up on that Twitter subject? On that Twitter subject, no, because I do not subscribe to Twitter. I'm not part of Twitter. I have, I have an account, but mm-hmm. I'd never use it. Yeah, I tagged you on your account a lot of times. I know. Um, part of me wants to, but I just I, every time I go on it, I just don't yeah, know. you shouldn't. Just, just for when I see other conversations with people, I don't actually see much merit other than trolling Mm-hmm. Complaining about certain things, yeah, and um, just complete like the it's actually almost as if it's built to tear people down. Such a weird place. Yeah, no, because like with the conversations, like even people who I respect, the way that I see them talk, this is where they air out how they really feel about things. Yeah. So they'll talk about like a lot of the producers that I see. It's like uh, they'll be like. Producers who do this are just da 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 da. If you do this, da 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 da. Or you know what I mean? And it's not even like just outright like horrible per se, but it's like there's like it's just it's it's not that those things are necessarily bad or oh you're a dick for saying that. It's more just that's not really there just doesn't feel anything really constructive about it. Or it's like there's not a it is like it's it's Twitter is like a site devoted to the youtube comments it's like a site that was created around youtube comments it's almost like that but where you can post gifs and videos and shit which makes it worse you know because remember back in the day when youtube comments were like i don't know how they done it but they kind of made them better than it was they're still not great youtube comments but i think they for some reason i don't see people being as as bad as they once were because some of the stuff I used to see it was actually horrible I used to see some really bad stuff like Facebook back in the day remember when Facebook became porn for like a good six months mate all that was being posted on different pages that people were following there was just porn popping up it was kind of like how Twitter is now I like there are are, like I'm very PG with my stuff innit Mm. and so I block porn and I block facts Mm. like on all of my social media yeah, you're so not gonna weird. see. You're not gonna see. Um, a People first video in fights is actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> wild. I find that so. Wild. You're not gonna see a first trap on like on my explore page. 
you're not gonna see a model or you're not gonna see me post mm. like me posting any type of yep. sordid behavior really yep. unless i tweeted unless it's it, funny i deleted it <laughs> <laughs> unless i tweeted it no but generally i like i just don't li- like those are the few things like um you know when world star hip-hop was big that was probably what started all this yeah shit, so it? it was like it was like back in those days where like yeah where like everything was just nasty and um what was the other page um the ones you know back in the day when they were doing the beheadings and stuff and like that people. mate that those used to be on facebook yeah casual yeah exactly. casually on facebook that's my exact point beheadings fights just like disgusting stuff yeah. just casually on facebook and you might get it here and there now but they're getting so good they've got teams devoted to weeding this stuff yeah. out it's like there's there's been times and this could, this is a bit dark to even talk about but there's been times where people have committed suicide on live and there's teams and regulators that are actually looking for stuff like that that they can just go Dah! you know and get that off your as soon as possible <laughs> but my point is it's like when there's that sort of energy like you can't do anything but I don't know become yeah, a part of that yeah. when you're a, when you're in it like you it, you you kind of for anything you say to almost be relevant it's it's almost like you're complaining there is a side to it where it's like inquisitive and people can talk back to the community Same. and they can like answer questions and stuff yeah like that's that. half like half my stuff is like candid thoughts and the other half is pictures mm. it's like um I post a lot of facts on my page. But that's what I mean, the candid thoughts. That, that it's, it's, it, uh, this is the thing. Even with that, it's like there's this kind of like hot takes element to it and it's just bound to cause mm. energy that's like, you know, it's... it's, it's and, and I don't think that's necessarily bad, but I just think more time with this sort of thing of hot takes and you're trying to make a point like people trying to make points and say how they really feel like naturally inherent in that unpopular opinions cause unpopular reactions you know so it it's just hard for me to get with that kind of energy i don't necessarily think it's the worst thing in the world twitter's not a nice place and i think there is some merit to that sort of having a place where you can sort of say what's on your mind as long as it's not truly negative of uh tearing people down per se but it's just hard for me to subscribe to that energy of hot takes man i don't know where i would write unless like because then i'd write a lot more um i'd write a lot more um thingies mm. articles i think if i didn't tweet because i stopped because i like because i used to do tweet threads on like um creative thoughts and like mm-hmm. london stuff and like just being a london creative like a lot of threads are just like this and a lot of them are gone now, but a lot of them are inspired, um, have inspired, I should say, articles that I've wrote. Um, just like the normal articles, not like the actual essays, but mm-hmm. just articles, innit? So I don't know necessarily where... Because because you're able to, like, just... Um, like, like Twitter's like a place where I shoot my drafts, innit? Mm-hmm. So I throw my drafts out there, and if it looks good or if it has like some sort of merit, then no, even even before it's even a draft, like I I put I say it in my mind, and then like I say it again in my head twice, and then I say it again in my head a third time, and I'm like, is this a good thought? 
But see, and then mm. I I think about tweeting it, and then if it's like, and then I do you do it, the same things with your blogs though, bro? I like I'm thinking about like there's an arc, there's articles that are about to drop that I have been thinking about for a good year and a half. Yeah, but have you been thinking about it word for word in the way you've written it? Word for you, word, you think about the tweet in that way because you're like, you say it back to yourself in that tweet. No, 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 no. I say, I say the thing, and like obviously you kind of amend the way that you write um, for sentence. Like me, mm. I write in sentences. Like, so you I write your tweets the same way you write your blogs. And full stops, and yeah, sort of thing. You like, approach write, it in write, the same way. I write in no, I write in sentences, and the tweet is two hundred and forty characters. So it's like different. You mm. have to make sure it an idea. If it was to be taken out of context, it fits like that. But on an article it's like it can be a long thing and it can be a big chunk of a paragraph and it can make sense like a paragraph but in a tweet you have to like kind of take the base of the idea and put it in a tweet so it's like if it's two different thought processes but because it's like you know doing a sketch and then like um you're really getting your hand loose and all of that stuff it's like you're not gonna think about the lines but you have like this imaginary outline that you see on the paper that's like okay this is kind of exactly what it's gonna look like but obviously doesn't come out the same way in your mind but what you've envisioned on the paper is somewhat like it's supposed to be but now let's say you're doing a thumbnail that thumbnail is a tweet but an a4 illustration is completely different than a thumbnail Mm. you feel me like when you're doing a storyboard it's totally different than when you're doing um what's it called a beauty shot Mm. and a lot of my articles well a lot of my series of articles are beauty shots and then um, there's a lot of articles that are just like great illustrations and that's kind of the way that I picture it in my mind it's like you get like a a nice little storyboard that was a tweet and then I think about that tweet again I look it up and then um, I say and then I think about a second part to that tweet and then a third part and if it's like if it has real merit it's going to be like four consecutive tweets of 240 characters then but I never write it and I never post it so I take that out of the context of Twitter and then I really like like kind of dive into the idea and then like um now I'm kind of like backing up of like doing long um, articles and making sure that I do like about 200 to about 400 words like mm. I, I, I don't even like to hit 400 like maybe 350 because like I like to stay in the bracket of a quick read like one or two scrolls because I've noticed that um that it's just more digestible and I can I can add a second part to it if I so choose but like because a lot of my 400 to 600 word essays are just big <laughs> like they're just big articles they just look big mm. and you don't want like when you're writing an article that's different when you're writing an essay that's different when you're writing a book that's out on amazon that's different <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah you gotta say what your book's called man tell, tell, tell i don't even remember care. its name wow <sighs> look, look at this guy name. are you joking you're a prick. You're an actual dickhead for that. <laughs> no, I remember it. <laughs> Melancholy Maelstrom. 
on Amazon. Eleven ninety nine. <laughs> Melancholy Maelstrom. Oh fam, a diary of silver linings. There we go. Oh fam. Do you know what's funny about that? Oh man, that's such a sick game. Low key. High key it's not. But low key is not. High key it's not. Yeah. It's like a long tail, but it's a unique tail. Like it was meant to be rhyme and reason, but obviously. Oh yeah. So I okay. asked you about okay. that, and you said, "Melancholy Maelstrom doesn't sound like something that Damilari would write." And I said, "What do you mean by that?" Did I say that? I can't even remember Bro, having that conversation. It's I'm not even a front. I was it a text? I can scream. Oh yeah, no, now text. I remember because no, but I don't remember having the conversation. <laughs> That's why, because when you said, you said I said that, when I didn't say that, I wrote that. <laughs> if we want to get yeah, pedantic, so you wouldn't say it out if loud. If we want to get pedantic, so if you, you wouldn't say it out loud, but you would text it. No, because you didn't ask me in person. Because I would say it out loud. So fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, <laughs> you can't handle the truth. No, I yeah. Well, it's not no the melancholy. I'm not, ang- I'm not mad. No, wait, at it. does it, wait? But that I, name is quite unique. No, it is. And it came but wait, from well you said rhyme and reason. I get what you mean. Melancholy Maestro. Well, because rhyme and reason, that is like a phrase that's that coined that people by use. Poet, by poetry. It's kind of like if the shoe fits, wear it kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's that kind of phrase. Like everyone knows that phrase. Yeah. I'm I'm really big on alliteration, by the way. A lot of my stuff is alliteration. Like um, I use a lot of alliteration when the book is poetry, so. Like I like double, like I like double meanings. I like alliteration and I like multiple syllabics. So it's like um, yeah. See, but that that's why I like. I think that's why I like Sir. Sorry to interrupt, that, but I, that's why I like Sir because of and the Frank way, Ocean. Yeah, they're good at it. Yeah, because like, they do. They they write like rappers. Yeah, like that's that's literally how my book is. Well, you should you should buy it if you can. Mixtape dropping soon. It's coming out November twenty. <coughs> Yeah, so uh, because the idea behind the name was what, what like it's it's kind it's kind like well actually the original idea was a picture and it was meant to be a series of four paintings that um yeah Interesting. Uh, so um this is oh. Was that your? <laughs> he squeaked, bro. Did you hear that squeak? I was like, that was weird. You, what, yeah. what happened? Did you no, breathe No, I breathed out? in, and I don't like. Oh, that's mucus, bro. That's yeah, must be. Um, so like, I'm big on transmedia storytelling, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, as you guys may very well know, like my tweets, <clears throat> my. Instagram posts, my Facebook posts are all different types of storytelling kind of. Sometimes my Instagram posts clash with my Facebook posts. But my tweets will never ever look like they do on Facebook because I remember there was a time where I would just tweet my mind on Facebook and people would actually like take that as a whole status update when it's like I'm just flicking a coin. Like I'm just like that but I've noticed that, well, I noticed back then, Facebook updates would be real, like, there would, there would, there would be real life events. Like, because like, obviously, I remember 
a time in Facebook where you could just like mess write anything, right? But people take Facebook updates so serious. What do you mean when you could write anything? Like you could just write your mind and then like people would read it. Oh, so it's kind of like how Twitter is. Yeah, before the. So what? Yeah, what do you think changed with that actually? Because oh, you I want remember to know that. the history. That's okay, interesting. So I, re- I remember a time like, bro, I've been getting those. Yeah. This is what you said ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, there's like there was a tweet on my grade when um in 2010 when parents came to Facebook. Mm-hmm. So when the first cool. yeah when the first wave of pa- parents came to Facebook, that's when everybody left the Twitter. So. But there was obviously the OG Twitter, like me. Oh, uh, it was this thing like, yeah, you should get a Facebook. <laughs> I remember those. Good gracious. So uh, follow, like, add me on Facebook was like a real phrase. Like, you would say in school. It's like, why, why, wait, what was, what was one of the, th- like, why aren't we family on Facebook? Oh, uh, like, yeah. I yeah. still got bare brothers right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we might even still be brothers on there. Actually, I got to check no. that. That's funny. That is jokes, man. That is jokes, but like there was like there was that time on Facebook in it, but um, and you change your middle name to some next thing. Yeah, like you could change your name to anything, and now that it's basically that's like kind of where they messed up, isn't it? Yeah, they made it too uh clinical. It was yeah. too like you have to have your real name on Facebook Clinical's now. Not the right word. You can't really like post pretty much anything. Like I remember, I, I wanted to post a picture of Naomi. Campbell. Sterile. That's the word. It's too sterile. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for. <coughs> I knew it was like a hospital term. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, go on. Sorry. Pull your face. Pull your face. <coughs> but yeah, it just looked too sterile. Like you sh- it, it's, it tried to, but hey, we're saying that like it's not still one of the biggest social medias in the world. Because it's the biggest doesn't mean it's going to stay. Like IBM is still yeah. one of the biggest corporations only because of the name tag. That's a different stage for a different day. Well, yeah, every business, story. every business has got to change and evolve and move. But are Facebook moving? What direction are they moving in? I, well, look, do, do, do you think Mark Facebook Zuckerberg's still in control of Facebook? Yeah, Facebook is a political weapon. Yeah. And I don't get how, though. Well, yeah, I say I don't get how, but everyone, even even though you I don't use it. You can find a in up. Russia today. This is the funny thing is, that this is, is what how. I think it is. Even though most people don't actually use Facebook now as much as they use other ones, most of those people still go to Facebook. They still look at Facebook. I'm one of those people. I don't really use it. There's like groups and stuff I'm a part of. (coughs) But I I look at it a lot. I'm on the page a lot. You know what I mean? Still didn't offer me a coffee, man. You're not a terrible host, bro. Yeah. What did I drink when we was here last time? What do you mean last time? When you've last only episode? drank coffee once. Why? Because you've literally offered me once. You only drank coffee. You, said you, you literally offered it to you me. You said once. that you don't drink coffee. Did I? Yes. You say you I only drink so. coffee as if, as if it's a pre workout. Oh, oh yeah. Those I do, yeah. Too. Yeah, but sometimes I do want coffee. I want you to offer okay. it to me so that I can <laughs> say no. <laughs> this fucking nigger. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I was about to go in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, okay, I'm a massive fan of inappropriate jokes, right? <laughs> but obviously, you can't really be doing them on something that you're going to post to the world. So, you might have to edit that part out. No. Um, good gracious me. Um, but yeah, what was I talking about? 
Facebook. It's like, I don't Facebook really care about talk about social media. Yeah, we went in so, I'd, yeah, we I just, don't know, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Like, it's funny. Rather, yeah, what, what, what minute are we on? We're on 35. All right. Beloved, oh. <laughs> this is the Culture and Camaraderie Podcast. <laughs> the most thought-provoking, introspective, industrious, creative discussion with my guy, Tiberius. <laughs> if you're hearing us with crystal clear audio clarity, hit up Lax Era for all of your production needs. LaxEra.com If only on the surface.com there we go on the surface uh so what do we want to talk about today now that we started the podcast officially <laughs> so no do you know what today i was gonna say how do you have people <clears throat> in terms of like your creative stuff telling you what you should or shouldn't do um no because everybody knows i You're a pussy, oh. that's what I'm saying. This guy is actually a pussy. Oh. <laughs> no, okay, Tyler, like, okay, and um, what was I gonna say? A note before he begins this, he forgot the name of his own book before he was I gonna say. Forget it. the name of yeah, my he own did. book. He had to look it up. I didn't. I didn't look it up. Good Jesus Christ! You can't say a joke once. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. Wait, where are you going? This is amazing. No one has context. I'm. I'm flicking for. I think we should start with what this year has been, which is... We're almost to the end of it. What was it? M- m- month 10. Oh, my God. Because basically, alright, I spent this whole year, like, <clears throat> I didn't go out. Like, I still haven't been, to, like, the last time I was in a club was probably, like, A year ago like on a club night like all the way to two o'clock in the morning like that's over a year ago right and um the last time i've been out was around four months ago so like that's only to say like every time like the man that wanted to link up i was like yeah no i got to write my book <laughs> so no si- <laughs> i'm laughing but seriously like I spent all year round as Will said. Mm. That's mad. The book lo- actually, you gotta talk about the book launch, man. This is a, this is post post okay. book launch p- uh, podcast. I really wanted to do a podcast in the middle of the week to talk about it, but I was like just not feeling any mm. type of way because like, I was. Yeah, I was last podcast you wasn't feeling too. too yeah, good, I was, was drained. Yeah, was d- during my book launch I wasn't wave. feeling too good, but I said everybody should come to one place at one time. And I was like gonna be kind of nuts if i'm not there in it <laughs> but um yeah so what should i talk about talk about the book launch man i need talk a question no it's okay. just okay so give an overview of how it went like run, okay, it, run so us basically it. let me let me tell the story um obviously plan the book launch for about the whole planning phase was about three months right so that's every day prior to the book launch, actual day. So I, w- I scoured London, found a place in Peckham in my own backyard that was quite amazing. And um, there was actually a storm 
on the day of the book launch. Mm-hmm. Like there was an actual storm. Considering that this book is called Melancholy Maelstrom. I think that's quite cool. But, um, yeah, so a lot of great people came. Shout out to everybody that came. It was actually quite amazing. I didn't know that I could draw out 25 people, but brilliant days. And did everyone buy a book? Everyone bought a book, yeah. There you go, see that. <laughs> it's a bit nuts, but yeah. Um, that's thanks to my brothers, I think, because how I ah, they were backing you hard. It's yeah. good though. That's what you need, man. This is. Do you know what for it was me? Quite nuts. I, like no, you speak about it so from yeah, your perspective from, because for me, I was what I loved about it most is because you never know how these things are gonna go in it, and you can't like, especially with the way it went. That's not something you could necessarily fabricate. Yeah. You know, but it was nice because everyone was there, just fully showing like love, like. <laughs> Yeah, the love was it was it was, it was it was heartwarming, like yeah. you know, it was it was just a heartwarming day. And Not even though the wind was blowing, yeah, fam, hard, it was we could storm. barely hear you, and there was like real storm raining, and like the weather wasn't nice. It still felt like there was like great energy. Oh man, just the most important. Yeah, thing. man, it, oh. everybody had me sign their book in the freezing cold. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's not something you can. Yeah, yeah. It, was yeah. Just, it was just like it was people truly trying to show support and love yeah it was actually quite nice fam like yeah i've i couldn't have asked for more to be honest it actually like when i think about it like much more went on than i initially thought like i don't have any more books like the only books i have was books that i saved and that's like so nuts like (laughs) Mm. it's nuts to think that like wait did i because obviously i've got a book on my bookshelf i've got three more books I bought books. Um, but yeah, um, like the book launch happened. I was just like, this is quite. Nice. Yeah, you got to put a copy in here. Yeah, it's right there. Um, is the it? tweet, like, um, yeah, keep moving. Oh, there I can yeah, see it. Yeah, your arm next to Vodoran. That's nuts. You got you got it on the yeah on the shelf next to yeah Vodoran, um, Ralph Voltaire, Edison, Voltaire, and um, Ernest Hemingway. Those are actually the books that um, inspired my writing style for the book. Mm. So, like, yeah, like uh, Ernest Prose, um, Rouse Form, Walderant's Candor, and Voltaire's um, Poetic. Um, what's, what's, what's that type? Oh, man. I always forget that one. I always forget that one. Because like um, you writing like when you write in po- um poetic form, it's called something, and it's not called poetic form. It's like when you're talking about like the like you put a stanza together of, ah, oh, her hair was like sweet like roses, and this guy like you know that type like that type of speech mm. like that Shakespearean style. But genuinely, my book it it looks so sick. It's got like um obviously I started my production company, so um if you want to get stuff produced and made on time, <coughs> hit me up because obviously I produce everything, including books. I don't just produce books. Books is the literally the last thing that I produce in my whole life. <laughs> like, um, funny. but I made yeah that that is actually funny you know, like I never ever. I, well, not never ever, but I didn't think that I would write a book this early in my life. 
and yeah, even the love on Facebook. Yeah, have, has, has, any, has anyone said anything about that? Yeah, what about you writing a book? Yeah, yeah, like I've only received the love, like um, good, but but yeah, by that no one's been like, well, how old are you? What's it to write about that? Um, yeah, no, like like you were saying, like um, no one can like the only person that actually actually says stuff, like actually thinks I can say stuff is bet- between Will Durant and where I fought Emerson, that was twenty four. Yeah. Nigga, <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I, I put it in the right place. You put it in the right place, but it was like, listen, this book was on its corner. Was it? Oh. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Um, um, yeah, wait. the only people who can say stuff. Yeah, you're the only person that actually says stuff about why I should do creatively. And my dad. Really? Yeah, no one else can talk to me. Really, to be honest. Mm. Like, well, I'll, I've I've allowed no one else to speak to me creatively. Mm. And maybe Ali, but Ali doesn't know. Like, I, no, wait, two seconds. Shout out Ali because he's a G. Like, no, no, no. Like, I don't think you understand. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, all my favorite relationships start um, with a big five. Like all my love, love <laughs> they start with like a massive. <clears throat> well, there's a massive disagreement, mm. and when we get past that disagreement, we come to an understanding, and that's kind of how. Wait, <coughs> do you mean start? Hmm? What do you necessarily mean start? Like, not, not necessarily start. Like, well, okay, so everyone that knows me knows that I have a certain way of speaking or being, mm. and especially through text. Whenever you see my text people feel a certain type of way versus how I actually speak which is like really nice and respectful and articulate which is how I write but for some reason that doesn't translate to paper unless like I'm speaking about really a really dark subject about myself which is like kind of nuts that that's not the point so I misunderstood child lucky girl but (laughs) But the main point is, once we move past that disagreement, because like for some reason, like three months deep into the relationship, we like I've always had a disagreement with people. Like it's literally like a pattern in the relationships that I've mm-hmm. had as an adult. And um, if we get past that, then we have a really strong relationship. If we don't, then the relationship just dies. That being said. Ali, that Ali knows how to back it. That's that's what I would say. Ali knows how to back it. Mm-hmm. Like I like I did like I was aware, but it's better when you see it in person. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's pulled through on multiple occasions. Not like even just saying that because he came to the book launch, but on multiple occasions. So yeah, mm. genuinely. But that's what I mean. I feel like Big people who respect. you can call your friends, that, that's how they move. People, hey, people don't bang with me like that. So. <laughs> oh, it's funny. But you know what? It's like everyone has their own ways of being and everyone's like you in particular. You're quite. Um, it's it's you have a particular kind of personality where your filter is very. 
because you don't have no filter. It's not that you don't yeah. have a filter. That's not it. <laughs> but but it's only your filter is very far back yeah. in in the range of what things you will say. Yeah. You know, and and actually, it's funny because those people are the people. Well, as long as their intentions are good and they have a good heart, but more time, I've noticed it's those people that are actually more trustworthy and you like, can rely on more. But that, but that's the funny thing because you'll say certain things that seems like you're not being inconsiderate, and sometimes you're you're just saying what you really think, and it comes across like that. But once you get past that and understand your intentions behind things and the way you operate and the way you think like that's it's just all part of who you are you know yeah. what i mean Whereas like, that's the thing though like i don't know like i don't generally understand like what people are saying it's not about what people are it's, saying it's this, like, this is my observation this, no because no, because even with us yeah it like i used to get so frustrated by you remember the kind of conversations yeah. we used to have before we stopped talking before like i like before. you know what i mean before we stopped talking yeah we would Even always have discussions and arguments about when you say something I'm like why is he saying that why is he saying it that way is it because because it comes across as if you're purposely trying to piss people off like that's how it comes across with the way you say things sometimes but that's not it i'm never trying to break up i know i know but that's what i'm saying <laughs> but but you can say that when it's someone because obviously at that time i'd known you for a good few years before you we know, talked we were known for about five six for, years. for a very long time a very long time but but that's why it's it's always it's it's never with some people it's not never but with with some people if some people's intentions are good and that's what you always have to get to but if people's intentions are good if someone still has a problem with that that's their own issue isn't it yeah like here's here's my here's my whole thing it's like the same reason why you can find a reason to dislike the way i say things is the same reason that I am a big defender and proponent of other things that you may like, mm -hmm. or I say the things that you would really want to say but can't say. Mm -hmm. So because now the gun, as it were, is aimed at you, you now have you now feel pers you you've now personalized it when the gun could be aimed at anything, but because it's you, like a lot of people think it can never be them when when I'm saying things, but if i'm not open to like because me i first of all i criticize myself much more than i've ever criticized anybody else so i find like and it's really and it's really hard for me to stop <laughs> like it's really hard for me to just like hold back because everybody wants to hear what i have to say for some weird reason like and that's not even like me trying to uh, big myself up like literally i would say nothing and people would be like what would you think about this i'm like I don't want to say it <laughs> because someone someone is going to get offended like because i'm I've re i reached a point around like 23 where i realized if i say this then someone's gonna feel someone some someone's way. gonna say something to the contrary and then the like, following year he joined twitter <laughs> like because you're good at math <laughs> but it's like it's like the like the rules of engagement with me are you have to understand that this space is an open space for all thoughts and ideas and if you have a better thought and idea that's well put out well articulated well drawn out then i'll then i'll take it on like if someone said something and it was so on point i'll be like oh yeah 
process as well. And I've done that hundreds of times. Mm. Like when, like this is why I like all of the great speakers because they really say stuff and you feel them and they're going in on a subject and it's like, damn, this this is probably the most compelling thought that I've ever heard in my life. Mm. And that hurt, that happened for like, um, because like, obviously I can't change the amount of stuff and the type of stuff that I was saying. Now I'm more like kind of like just, I'm more, I'm more reserved with the type of people that I would speak to. Mm. But um, I'm still the same type of person whereby if it's a really complex thought and I need to get it off, then I'll write about it. Or I'll just leave it to we have a conversation or something along those lines whereby I can actually speak about this one thing and like just break out the idea like um, the idea of the thesis or having your own personal philosophy or like just some like just these massive ideas mm. which are really the only thing that I would like to speak about mm. but a lot of people just like to speak about what other humans do mm. and to me that's mad boring and when I think something's mad boring, like you're gonna somewhat be offended by the type of thing that I have to say. Like if you're like, uh, let's talk about how artists even operate today. It's like, are the lyrics any type of profound? Any type? No. But are see, they any type of mean? No, like no, no. Let's get like, cause I wanna get, uh, cause I really wanna take this away from me and just get into what you were really saying was like how people um talk about your art or how you should do your art mm. because it's really one of those things where it's like because a lot of people are speaking for the people quote unquote the people are going to have an opinion on what you should be speaking about and that is the problem you haven't built this world where it's like I operate under these principles. parameters. Yeah, principles, even as the better word to, to use. It's like, I operate under this rule in my own world and you guys get a piece of the world per album or per See, song. See, that's what I'm trying to create. That's and that, the, way, the way you articulated that, that is what I feel like I've always been trying to build. And this is the point. It's like, I would say shit like that, yeah, but the opposite. I don't know, fam. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have a point. Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, like, right? because obviously I would say, like, okay, just like, but that's funny because he's like, but our point no, is, no, 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 our, no. our obvious point is, when you're speaking for the people, oh, like, Summer Walker's new thing where she's like, um, I'll throw it back on you. Like, that literally is, is part of a whole song that Darrell is just like, repeating um, I'ma throw it back blah 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 like just a bunch of bars like that are about sex or and it's and it's got it's got cultural like it's twitter phrases yeah in a song it's twitter phrases in songs that's why Drake is uh, that's one of the reasons Drake has gotten so big think about that no but obviously Drake didn't start why he got big why he got big no, why, but that was the transitional period. Relevant, why he that, stays no, relevant. No, that was the transitional point, no. Drake because is the moment he started, no, he is one hundred percent, one hundred percent. He is, he okay, is. That's not to okay, take away from his okay, artistry, yeah. because. But look, we can both agree that artistry doesn't equate to popularity. 
we yeah. can both agree with that. Yeah. And that's my point. The reason, wh- what kind of shifted for him with, with in the big change of him going from, okay, he's Drake, the rapper in that kind of upper echelon of rappers, yeah. to being Drake, yeah. Ed Sheeran level. Like, Madonna. look, you get what I'm yeah, saying? Like, he, he, it's so weird, the hierarchy of how it works, because you've got... Kendrick and J. Cole are all in that like Yeah, sort like of, they're in It's the like if you're in a pyramid, they're on the like second, third tier, like of what? Of of that of that pyramid of global oh, like yeah. artists that are like as big and that's like ju- above that, I would even probably say second, but it's like above that, that's when you've got people like Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran or Beyonce yeah, or uh, Rihanna or you know what I mean? That's when almost the music they're making doesn't really matter because whatever they make is going to their fans are almost going to be like whoa you, you get what i'm saying yeah like and that's it was when he started putting in all these references like he he had architected that that's what's so sick about drake is because he architected that with the way he would show love to different cultures and you know what i mean yeah. bring that which is like you know what i mean it's, there's debates about him being a culture vulture and all that stuff like at the end of the day yeah it's like See this type of stuff that I get bored about. It's okay. Just, really? wow. it's like it's like, like <laughs> no, because no, like yeah, Drake yeah. isn't like one of the best artists to speak about. No. Yeah. Like he just does what that is the best, mm. and obviously. Because like, why did I even get onto that? He's hyper intelligent because we were yeah. speaking about how people speak in Twitter tongue, and oh, that's a cool phrase. Twitter, Twitter tongue. tongue. Um. How did we get to that? No, because we're talking about artistry. Oh no, because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, because I went on that tangent of why it's like that. That's why I even brought him up. It's like it's but, um, bo- it's, yeah. it's not it's not even that it's boring. It's like where is not even like not even the longevity. Where is the? Because after that, I have to ask the question: What won't you say, or mm. what won't you do to please the people? Like, I have to ask that question to myself. Like, I had to ask the question to myself. If I'm going to become an artist or an illustrator online, like, because this was when, before I started doing my fashion drawings, I was doing um, character drawings. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know all of those people that draw celebrities and that, and it's like, they get, like, the most retweets or the most likes and all of these types of things. Because they're just, like, co- yeah. Yeah, because they're drawing celebrities or the people that do hyper-realism. Fan art, basically. Like, all of that type of stuff, they get the, like, and I had to ask myself, do I want to be this type of artist or that type of artist that mm. makes my own things? And I obviously, I obviously said I wanted to make my own stuff. And obviously, that has left me broke for a long time, but it's not even that I wanted to keep some sort of integrity, it was that I wanted to make sure that what I was saying, at least, was um, relevant to me because i wanted to please what i was thinking and like put put out the right thoughts of what i care about because end of the day like around like literally all around this time it's like um zimmerman got let off um zimmerman oh yeah no, the guy sorry, that yeah, killed yeah, Trayvon yeah, Martin. Yeah, like yeah. the story that makes you cry all the time like the london riots all of this stuff so it's like i'm asking this question of of myself what type of artist do i want to be do I want to just be talking about all of this random stuff or do I want to have something to say to give the people and yeah. when 
when I actually say it, the people will receive it pro- properly. Do you feel like that's why when people feel, uh, that's why people get disillusioned with, with that saying because you are, you're putting on a character, aren't you? Yeah. It's you're like kind of like, well, I guess fame in you're, itself you're is like a, that, you're a You're a beast of the time. Mm. Like, if, and if you don't grow and change with that time and like, and people don't grab And you're not moving in the it. exact the same direction that time's, m- yeah. time's moving. Yeah. Like me, I was thinking, but like every every fashion thought that I had was years in the future, and that's not even to dig myself up. That's like me thinking, like, damn, like me, I was thinking about um doing rugby tees and um, football tops, like in 2016, 2017. Like that's when my that's when I decided to do my first fashion thing, and I was like, oh, I can't do this because you need to have a lot of money to do this. Like if it's like, and I didn't want to do a graphics tee. That was the main point. I wanted it to be cut and sew. Yeah. I wanted it. I wanted to make it myself, and I wanted it to have character and be part of the world that I was building. But I couldn't do that without money or without investment or without seeding. So I had to lay off on that. And technically, I wrote a book, like which is a weird part. But um, like that was like writing a book is the first. Like it's really like the first drop in the ocean of things that I could actually do. Like it's, it's like um, like cause obviously first of all I don't really speak about myself. I speak about the world and how the world moves. So just writing a book that was about myself, that fit, that were about things people could relate to, was new territory within itself. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that um, like I've got the word overwhelming thrown a couple of times and like um meaningful and um inspiring and like just just words like relating to the piece of writing that i put out uh, like that's in book form it's like oh so this is what that is it's like you make yourself available to that type of speech like people aren't gonna be repeating what i'm saying but they're gonna come to me to say this thing again sort of thing mm. and it's like whether i want to say that thing again is 100 percent up to me technically to me anyways but the fact that that door is open is um an eye shot to understand what the future could possibly hold in a certain type of way like the way people interpret the fact that i'm speaking openly about or depression or any like because really and truly the type of stuff that i was talking about is canon canon of the time but the way that i'm speaking about and the words that i'm using and the approach it's like congruent like it's it's new it's like it's it's weirdly it's weirdly new because first of all like it's oh it's so because i because I, I never really wanted to write about this like this this is the main thing but i was told to write about this right and it wasn't like I, even up until september i didn't even want to put a book out i wanted to just cancel mm. everything Ge- like genuinely i wanted to cancel everything like i just wanted to say i'm not putting out a book this year like i would like and what in september when? oh before june did you say no I, no i mean like i just didn't want to put out the book i just wanted, like i just didn't i just didn't want to do it i just like all this year i was just like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it 
Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. I wrote it. Like, when I finished writing the first draft, which was about March, April time, I was like, I was reading it back and I was like, I don't want to release this. Don't want to do it. Basically, let go. Like, I just, I just was like, this isn't coming out. All of this type of stuff. And then, like, <sighs> then... something happened in my life <laughs> and it was like shit i actually have to speak about this and then something happened again in june i was like shit, if i don't speak about this no one else is going to speak about this and then it's like it and it's september like so i still had this kind of i was in two minds and i didn't want to write about anything like this <laughs> but the point is like because obviously down to the cover like, cause I was literally just like, as Connor was talking, partly, I was just flicking through my book and trying to understand. I was no, I was flicking through my book and just seeing like wh- how everything that I wrote was quite intentional. Not even everything that I wrote, even how it's stylized and like on. What's it? It's like the third to last. Like on page sixty-three, it just says Damilari on the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like. And that was important to me that it just had my first name. Like literally, that part was important to me that it, mm. that it just said Damilara. And I was looking at the back where it has my ISBN. I was like, "Damn, I bought this. Like, I, I, like, I bought this, and it's like part of my company. My company owns it. Well, I own it, and by proxy, my company owns it. And I've got my logo on it, and <laughs> um, the cover design is mine. Like, it's nobody else's, and it's like, it's." designed through um it's design like the your cover design mainly it's like i design a design for the cover design so i done this 3d sculpt on like it's a digital thing a 3d sculpt of tyler Pom to do it tyler to, like so if you think it's shit tyler go get it wow <laughs> <laughs> no I no joking joking see that joking. no Cool, but it? honestly it's like but on the contrary if people do like it it is my f- it is my <laughs> also my fault <laughs> but it's like um i like th- that was part of my domain of skills and like the reason the book is right like there's a whole reason in my um in my, in my notes there's a whole reason there's a whole reason why i use blue there's a whole reason why i mm. use pink where yellow so there's intention behind every design element and all of these things so i i ask of myself like i really did this within like there's a there's um an understanding why he's got a ziggy stardust thunderbolt on his eye what what is the reason i'm not telling you okay <laughs> there's a reason why you got this shot right here <laughs> there's a reason why the colors are like that fam there's a reason for everything and the book holds meaning from bookend to bookend and my main point is when you make art like that it's like people just leave you to make art Mm. and they kind of accept you for whatever you're trying to make Mm -hmm. so it's up to you whether you want to make art for the people or not because if you start coming out with like because I feel like we had this com- a conversation like this before where it was like, 
It's like several. If you wanna in the space. If you wanna like kind of do the fan art type route, then you're really going like working for a company. Like if you get if you uh, get a job at Marvel, which has happened with someone drawing um a Spider Man comic, from mm. this girl drawing Spider Man, she got a job at Marvel where they draw the Spider Man comic. So it's like that happens. Mm. Like she got a job at Marvel Comics, but if you're creating your own designs from your own mind and you have a story and like well actually let's let's just stay on the, your own drawings so your own illustrations and they're not part of a story mm. then people come to you for illustrations and beauty shots and stuff like that if you're doing yeah if, if your <coughs> drawings have a story element attached you could honestly have your own um comic or yeah manga. But, but that's what i'm saying people people aren't ever gonna really come to they might do i guess it depends how elaborate the fan art is because because what just you mean? because just because you create a bit of fan art that doesn't inherently mean that piece of fan art isn't telling its own unique specific story it's not framed in a in a way that that could uh tr- that that exhibits the ability to tell a story through image what do you a mean? unique story through image someone just because someone's done a fan art of a spy of spider-man characters is it well it was more than fan art, but yeah it's kind of what do you mean it's more than a fan it was like um a whole it graphic was, novel it was yeah it was kind of it was like a whole a, comic it was book a story it was a story. oh well there you go that's that's yeah. a different story. that's what i'm saying but it was but, but still that is still day, like a homage not, that's not her character yeah it's not yeah she doesn't own that they, they could have told her you, you have to take this down it's not representation of our company like Should never there is like there is a legal ramification if i have i have a company that 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 is is a creative company like that and there's people who are taking like that yeah fan art thing. oh my gosh no matter how detrimental it may come across or how much money that person earns from our intellectual property well she didn't earn anything but, but even if she did okay wait, even if I she like did this conversation even Let's if she did even lo- like i want to i want to even about even if she did i can do nothing but hold that up and show respect for it and actually if it's good enough even offer a position yeah that's what that, it is that like it just doesn't make sense to be suing people like that whenever i see these situations happen whenever i see situations where people are getting sued for creating great work that pays homage obviously i understand if people are trying to pass that thing off as their own work that's understandable but not being funny if someone makes a whole comic or a whole movie that just absolutely goes off because it's actually great that's nothing but an asset to you to your company bro it just makes literally no no i feel you because this is what happened with star wars so happens with lord of the rings what do you mean people like and this is what happens on wattpad do you know what wattpad is Mm. okay wattpad is an app where people do fan fictions right so you know how twilight has kind of this law lord of the rings Mm. has this law star wars has this law it's because of internet forums and of the like of people making stories from their own um thoughts on the comic or the movies mm-hmm. or the book and building characters of, of their own same with harry their potter own original characters like you know there's stuff. like um, bro i'm not even gonna lie i've, I've delved into the world of the naruto ones mate yeah so you Been know there. like you um, got the naruto this ones the one piece ones <laughs> and you got your character like literally you'll have character creation where you got like 
uh, virtual dice. Yeah. You create all their stats. You type in your whole bio where you what village you're from, what Kekagenka you've Whoa. got. Yo, there's this whole side story of Hermione going with um, what's that nigga from Slytherin again? What's his name? Uh, Malfoy. Malfoy, yeah. Like Lucius Malfoy. Draco. Draco, no. Yeah, why does yes. it say Lucius? He's got the stick. Big Draco. <laughs> <laughs> I got a stick. Oh my god. <laughs> no, so okay, cause me, I'm per- personally, I'm enthralled by this whole counterfeit culture and um justice i'm like the fakes all, like all of this like how people do fake supreme and like they print their own hoodies and like mm. obviously heron preston has this thing it's like he's like if you make a fake of my own it's like it's your fake it's mm. like it's like your hoodie now it's like even though it's got my name on it it's kind of yours and that's like his mindset towards it and it's like i'm like just interested by this and you know like um how people have um just what, like he's saying that to people who make fakes and sell them off to other people no like just make it like and you want to rock it and say you're wearing hair and press and it's like that's hair and Preston now it's like it's like because that is the put like that that's the energy of, yeah, yeah it's the idea of. because yeah. because with an intellectual property it's an idea it's it's the product is the product but the idea is is something that's supposed to inspire people to emulate it exactly it's supposed that's what it's and a, a good idea does that and i'm you can't I'm be angry into that. that like i'm into the whole um harry potter fan fiction like me personally i've i was heavy like i can't believe they recently into star wars fan yeah. fiction like like i was really all the way star wars is like one of my favorite franchises ever like that let's not get into it <laughs> because we can get into it but star wars is my one personally and obviously other people have lords of the rings new star wars Doom games looking Docs. a bit mad as well just to say pardon new star wars games looking a bit mad all right but neither of us have a playstation yeah so we're never like gonna ever play it boondocks all, like all of these people like it's like um there's boondocks fan fiction kind of not really oh, i was about to say that would be kind of sick though but well it's coming back different neighborhoods one. but yeah it's like um it's just this whole we care so much about this name you want to be a part of it you you make it live on this is the point it's like when you talk about folk tales and folklore and this is where this idea comes from yeah Yeah, it comes from it it's meant to like but because certain things are so americanized and um commercialized it's like you have to be rigid on it but with me personally when i make a story I would love that type. Like that's the that's the highest respect that I see paid. Really. So would you say th- this idea where people feel like they've got to shut down things and sue things that that are replicating it is just an older form of capitalism still sort of perpetuating? Um, it? I don't think it's an older is form it of capitalism. It's a thing. purpose, but like if someone has like fake washing up liquid but and they're calling it um fairy <coughs> liquid, then there's a problem there. Mm. It's like that's not our formula. Like, if someone has fake coke and they call it Pepsi, because mm. I do think there's a problem <laughs> you when you're selling it. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe thirsty, man. I need some drink. Thirsty. Um, was it gonna say? I got taps, yeah. That's fine. Um, because yeah, I do think there is a problem when you're selling that thing on to other people as if it's real. Yeah. Or 
authentic, genuine. Yeah, that, like, that's the problem. When you're talking about Persian rugs and it's had this whole history, but you really just like made it in a factory and stuff. It's like, mm. Mm, it's like, yeah, that's and different. and you talk about um Roman tapestries or like how people do fake Leonardo da Vinci paintings. And yeah, and try and get like yeah. the same amount of money. And big, actual. big time, big time. And that's this is why I love that conversation. I love the idea. Like I just love the idea of what is counterfeit and what is continuing on a story. Like when you make a replica, that's counterfeit. When you give the replica a new stave of a story, so like let's say Mona Lisa's looking straight on, but then she you make a painting of her looking in profile. Mm-hmm. That's part of the story. Like that's not that's not um a replica anymore. That's story. You're still adding that's your own homage. That yeah, you've added yours to it. You've added an element. You've put something on. You put a spin on it that's like unlike anything we've seen before. And that's the point of art is to bring an idea to fruition and show people what they've never seen. Mm. So, or speak to people in a way that um they've never heard or say something for people that um they've always wanted to say. Mm and articulate yourself in a yourself in a certain type of way and it's how much you care about that type of conversation and that topic and as an artist because right now we're really talking about as an artist and just a tangent of who when i was talking about who i wanted to be in 2014 2013 2012 like when all of this mad stuff was happening when people were like when people heard that i'm from london and they were asking me whether I'm part of the London riots and all of this other thing. It's like, what am I trying to say? Who am I trying to be? What is like, what what has happened to me in my life that's enabled me to speak in this type of way? The same way that um, we're talking about, oh, the candor of which I speak. It's like, yeah, there's that where you can possibly be offended, but there's also the part where, um. I protest and I'm able to speak for people mm. who don't have a voice or no, can't articulate. And that and that is the exact same thing as um getting offended. Yeah, but that's why I say like I even said like it's not even like my perspective on on things like this have changed like and and that's why when I see a lot of people getting offended by what people say it's like A lot of the times when people say offensive things or rude or racist or sexist or things like there's so much context if this isn't about make uh giving people passes or giving people like oh that that's okay for you to say things like that but there's so much context behind these things yeah that you have oh i would like a drink well well, I want to speak to you. I don't want to speak just to the podcast. <laughs> but like you said, that midpoint as I'm making a point. But okay, it's like... Your point. I'm okay, yeah, it's because it's hot <laughs> in this fucking room. But yeah. it's it's like... It's it's that same conversation I was having with... <coughs> with, with, uh, with people. And even with you when we was talking about the way people treat us. And I realised where it comes to. And I said this, I said this exact same thing in a conversation I had yesterday we actually have too high an expectation of other people actually yeah we 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 how we are with our family and how our family treat us and the people that we care for treat us 
we put those expectations onto complete strangers yeah. without allowing ourselves to go and look it's not about going I think these people are going to do the worst it's not about being wary it's not about avoiding people it's not about being paranoid it's about understanding and expecting this person more than likely doesn't have my best interest in their heart that's fine that doesn't mean I don't treat them great I don't I don't I don't stop how I treat those people but I don't do the things that I do with the expectation of not it's because it's not even necessarily about going oh they're going to do the same for me it's just about going oh I understand whether or not they do this doesn't matter because my expectation is that they probably don't have their best interest in my heart but all I can do is express m- the ben- in- best interest in my heart and in my being so mm. to be offended by people and uh, look everyone's always going to be offended and obviously there's things that people say and do you can't let them get away with these things but I think as we grow and mature and we get older all we can ever really do is focus on the most important things you know and, and that's the perpetuation of positive emotions positive actions and the way that we treat people and setting an, a complete example through the adversity of these things um i don't know like okay here's like because obviously you just said like a whole concept in it and mm. um <clears throat> i don't know whether i agree with it in its entirety but yeah. there's parts of there's elements in which um align with my um okay thesis mm. on this which is like <clears throat> the point of an action mm-hmm. is um you wanting to do it like really and truly it should be like a reaction but it's you wanting to do it Would like if if you're um what's that word called again mm. um the word where altruistic like altruistic yeah like yeah. people expect you to act altruistic towards them right like without wanting any repercussions but let's say you do do you do do that but you also said the perpetuation of positive emotion so that's not altruistic in itself it's like you want like you don't want positive like it's not about positive or negative it's like how you want to act if you as a human and this is where it comes to Mm, with me human human heartedness being a human acting acting in a human way positive or negative because when i say positive though i don't mean yay i i in in that i include telling people how it is sometimes that's why i say there's people there's things you can't let people get away with but my point is because to me negative emotion isn't saying something that's going to make someone feel bad because you could say something that sounds really quite harmful hurtful but is the truth and actually, in the long run, is going to allow someone to see uh, the better side of whatever it is that is afflicting them. Okay, so so when I say positivity, oh, I even I mean positive intentions, not positive emotions. I mean positive intentions, good intentions. But everyone has human intentions. Listen, yeah. Okay. There are people. It's like when when you're a human, you're like you're going to act, mm. and things are going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. and things are going to happen for you and it's yeah. like it's not really positive or negative and this is a lot of buddhist um speech right now so okay it's positive yeah. or negative it's like just things happening equanimity while, equanimity while you're happening 
so there are happenings around your happening right mm-hmm. and i know that sounds really weird but if you're really living in that way then whatever happens is just it's not a result like if someone's happy that you help them cross the road then that's that's the result of you helping them across the road mm-hmm. right if someone's okay with that then that's cool if someone is um angry with something that you said because of the way you decided to say it then that's just the way that they decided to act positive or negative it's like you're just doing things right mm-hmm. but now if that's also got repercussions and ramifications then that's furthering whatever you've ever done so from from the point that you've done it it should really stay there but that's not how humans work so like you said like people should pay there should be repercussions for certain actions right Mm. so now we get into human hardness and like the ability to let people be human and live on and like just have their own thing so now we're talking about dichotomy and double standards and all of these other things right Mm. so what doubles and this is a lot of things that i think about about our generation it's like what double standards are we planning to keep as a generation because no matter what there are going to be double standards and there's a different standard of living that we have now than anybody else has had prior to us and this is a big part of black renaissance the series that i'm doing now which is we are making history in this moment right and i know i'm saying a lot of things but let me just fully tie it up it's like we are acting today for what people are going to speak about tomorrow mm-hmm. basically and our generation particularly has a certain set of circumstances around it where everything's up in the air and we are now just plucking rules down in which we're going to live by and probably people are going to live by for another 200 years and if the decisions we make today affect whatever child is going to be born in 150 years from now and that child is going to decide whether what we said today just like we're deciding what um all of these founding fathers and um the colonization and what what they've done and what they've said about um black people or ethnic people in general that's exactly what people are going to say about how we first came about as like just a people living together like asian black white and um What's the other one? There's another one. There's another one. But I, I digress. The point is, there are there are rules that we're just gonna have to live by, right? Mm-hmm. And we are we are only now addressing those rules. And really and truly, it's the strongest man that's gonna win. And like, this is a big part of one of our other conversations way before the pod. Well, not way before the podcast, but way before today months before the podcast where it was like we're living in the middle of a war but it's and a it's different a w- kind of war yeah and this war this war that we're living in right now it's like we're either going to be a part of it or we're just going to let it happen to us and if you decide to fight for a certain type of rights then that's the type of thing that you're going to have to do but I think it's more than just one war and that's, that's the funny thing it like, is it's, it's more than just one war and 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 because it's ideas there's loads of little other ones and then like those will blow bubble up and they will get bigger and like it and literally it's a survival of the fittest mentality so the best idea the best most well-rounded idea is gonna win so the way me and you are gonna see 
our grandkids at is a result a di a direct result of the first generation of whatever rules we set up when we were 30 40 50 and that's the point it's like when we're all talking about okay being a so beast yeah. of the time or like perpetuating new ideas and stuff like that it's like or putting ideas or speaking for people or um just giving people a new train of thought it's like what are like what is your thing and is this idea of yours worthwhile because this is what i this is what i was when i asked that first question just at the beginning of the podcast this is a lot of what i wanted to talk about because it's like at the end of the day what's so interesting about it is although you everyone has to be held accountable for the things that they do not just to other people uh but but the way that they conduct themselves conduct themselves for themselves yeah it's like you everyone everyone has things that personally affects them and that they personally worry about and i the reason i asked the question of do you have people saying to you how you should move how you should do this how you should do that yeah is because i think one one of the most important things and one of the hardest things to do especially when you're trying to figure things out and you're trying to find m you're making sense of the whole path of what you're trying to do oh. having the sort of patience and the um having the patience and the ability to slow down and and move at the pace that you move at is like actually one of the most important things no matter like having mentors and people that you can confide in and trust is important but you shouldn't be moving to anyone else's because that's the only way to actually play to, to keep up with this so-called game of or this war right yeah. you have to because because you can't if you're playing by someone else's game you're two steps behind them already because they're playing the game yeah. that they're playing. So it's like, I, and that's been such a struggle for me to do because, like, as I said, I lose focus on things quite easily and I get quite disillusioned with with things fairly easy, easily. And that's, 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 that, that's my own battle for me. Like, that, that's, that's, that's my own thing. And more and more especially in this past six months the biggest things that i've learned is because i've it's, it's as we were saying before being busy isn't actually a good th being busy isn't a good thing yeah. the act of being busy is essentially it means nothing it's like when people go yeah i've just been busy like i, I find myself saying that I, I i consciously avoid saying i've been busy because yeah. it means nothing it means nothing it doesn't mean anything yeah, and um, and that's why I'm like the biggest thing for me this year and and to the end of this year is actually I'm trying to really improve how I focus on the things that I'm trying to do, like like just just doing it because I I don't know what it is like I I whenever I watch or see or have conversations with other people I tend to have this thing where people are like oh why don't what is it? And, like there's all these suggestions and I appreciate that. But it's like, if you allow those things to sort of seep into the vision, it just becomes this muddy pool of 
yeah. different colours and there's not it's any clarity. And it's dishevelled ideas. Mm. Like this is what this is one thing that I learned, right? What like the one that like when when I, when I started moving by the beat of my own drum, it's like I realised that people don't really have a plan. Like and their idea is nothing but a thought that they got in the moment. Yeah, and not even in the moment. They and only making that idea because they've heard it from somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, and 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 th- and that was my main. Pr- that's like my main problem with a lot of people who speak. Who speak? They're just repeating like, ideas. Like, they're repeating like phrases they've heard. Like on this podcast, I think we said, like, you remember when you were like, people don't think, and it's like. I realized one day it was like the first time someone ever had like a real thought that wasn't programmed was when they were speaking to me. So it was like we they would have conversations where it was like they they only now decided that during this conversation they're gonna create a thought or a train of thought and a lot of those Is it something w- that they've said to you like openly? No, 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 no. I saw it. Like, I saw, pa- like, I, s- well, this is not one person. This is a, mul- a multitude of people. It's like, I see a pattern. I see a pattern of people who say things in a certain type of way, use logical fallacies in a certain type of way, mm-hmm. and go, d- and like, there's this, like, um, correlation, distillation in my mind where I see all of the things that people do and act when they're around me, right? Like, pe- one, people don't just talk when they're around me, which is, one of the biggest weird things that I know and like if we're like talking about something deep then the conversation is swayed to my control and if it's left to something in shallow it's like it's one of those conversations where we're just barely gonna talk type of thing right but the main point is like people aren't really using their creative thought it's like if I tell you something like um live instrumentation that was a two-year-old thought right Mm -hmm. and it was like live instrumentation because now when you see all of these tiny deaths and all these people talking about live instrumentation it's like oh so this is going to be a thing like people using instruments for their music is a thing now like when you see um like when it was like new and fresh when (laughs) i don't know why instruments are new and fresh but when Kendrick was doing it in that performance of um his untitled unmastered piece it was like um it was like it was like feel like and he was in that um prison garbs and like yeah like that that was was hard that was the first think about how rudimentary that was compared to how he sort of evolved it into Dan like what Dan became because of that that's crazy and and that's like the it's like it's like a real that's an idea that's a real that's a real train of thought that's a real i'm doing this because of this and then 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 this and And it start and it all started with the idea of live instrumentation but when people like if someone tells you um i don't know what people tell you to be fair i know what i tell you i say you should sync on your own production because i know that um because i know what that's gonna lead to mm-hmm. and i know the confidence that's gonna um entail from that and when i when i said live instrumentation before that's also another confidence that's a different type of confidence in your own playing skills in 
whatever you decide to hear sonically, right? And when you now marry those two, like me, obviously, I started with words. So I, I, I'm a wordsmith where it's like, I know how to just put words together, pr- like make them look pretty, right? <laughs> but when it comes down to the performance of words, that's totally different. That's a different type of confidence. And when you, mar- when you now marry the confidence of being able to write, with being able to perform that writing and then uh, marrying that with um, instrumentation and you string all of these things together you now start creating a sound and when you're when you like start picking your own instruments you're able to discover a new level of who you are as a person but that's a concept Mm. so now that's and that and well that's the only way that I know how to think Mm. so I'm only able to like really try concepts i don't know how to kind of just say something and it's like it doesn't have like a real thorough thought behind it anymore like Mm. not saying that i've never done that or i might never do that again but it's like it has to be a concept it has to be a big idea like when i write jokes on twitter it's like a big idea it's like it's (laughs) like i read like a lot of my comedy that it's like it doesn't obviously when when it comes to me it doesn't look like comedy mm. but with for me it's like this whole scheme. would you ever do stand-up yeah like it's this whole scheme like i i really i really like i really like this idea of schemes in comedy right like schemes is Fuck. another random thing but it's like when you put it in comedy it's like Fuck. yes it's just it's it's a different concept of putting words together got have you seen uh, who's great at that? Have you seen Andrew? You've seen Andrew Phelps. You haven't yeah, seen yeah, stand up, yeah. have you? I have, yeah. Oh, you've seen it yeah. now? That guy's good, man. Yeah. He's like, very um, good. What was the latest one that he done? He done a special impromptu. Yeah. Crowd work. Yeah, yeah. Purely yeah. crowd work. Yeah, that's what it's called. Bro, that guy is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. He's just great. Like, like, it was sort of. It's so funny because, like, now I'm working in, in like comedy on the digital side. Yeah like with like with work and it's so interesting because i've never really liked british comedians <laughs> so to speak it's hard and I, and I was putting my finger as to why it was yeah and wh- when i say i don't like them it's just that i just haven't like resonated with them yeah so to speak and i think it's because have you seen mo gillen's one then mo Gillen, okay yeah I, I, it, it's it's bad to say uh british comedian because there is british comedians that I can I can f with like yeah. more more modern and recent I'd say yeah but it's funny because I see a lot of the people who are because what okay you got Mo Gilligan who you got you got um I don't know anybody else actually that but that's what I'm saying he's like an anomaly yeah America you've got more people yeah look here's my gripe with it UK comedians the bigger ones yeah are all fairly like a bit too like nerdy. There's yeah. something about them that's like, it's too self-deprecating. Like because of how nerdy they are, I don't know. There's something that they don't really. They stay too much on. I feel like they stay too much on the safe, safer side of comedy. You know what I mean? Where they'll go into like, sort of jokes about, themse- jo- jokes about themselves. Like is Ricky, like he, like Ricky Gervais is good. But I don't know. He's, yeah, he's a great comedy writer. But, like, when I think about what I remember from his stand-up, because, like, I remember there was a phase where I would just, like, mm. listen to any stand-up that was from a comedian that I knew. And, um, any special, I should say. 
from any comedian that I know. And I think his stand up is quite self deprecating, but he's also but he's also got that character where like mm. he's kind of a big nerd and he's like um all of these other things and he's not um he's not fully with it. Mm. Like and he doesn't know that he's not famous and he's obviously got that movie about him as well. No, he's a good writer. I, and I actually like him. I think he's kinda cool. I think he's got an interesting perspective. There's there's some, I'm not saying everyone, I'm just talking about the majority. Yeah. Like who I resonated with more. Yeah, like just me. because of the way they approach comedy. Me it's personally. not even the writing per se. It's more their approach, the way they carry themselves, like the specific topics they talk about. It's yeah. not even a skill level thing. I don't think comedians in the UK are necessarily worse than American uh, comedians. It's more just who I've resonated with. Yeah, like I only really mess with the best people, mm. to be honest with you. Like I've come to a space where it's like, if you're not part of the best of the best, or who I consider the best, then I'm not listening to your stuff. Who who would you consider consider the best at the moment? Then? Like um, well, y- you would have to say like Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, um, mm. Eddie Murphy. Um, Eddie Murphy's doing stand up again. Yeah. But do you know what? Because <laughs> like, because I, I still remember Raw to this day, and Raw and um, Delirious are like. I remember when I watched that when I was 16. I remember when my dad showed me that. Me 15. and him dying on the sofa, like. Like, yeah, I've watched that on my ones. I remember, I even remember Pootie Tang. Pe- like, there was a white rat that I wrote on Pootie Tang. The, the one that was wanking in front of women. What's his name again? Louis C.K. Yeah, that's the one. No, I'm not going to lie. I know he's been through some country. And he done, he, there was a recorded special. I have to yeah. send it to you. He done a set. It was like an hour long set. Um, It was... Someone someone had recorded it. Oh, wow. And to see the way that guy has handled this whole situation, the way not only has he confronted it and unveiled his whole experience with it, yeah. he didn't... He he let n- left no holds barred, mate. No holds barred in this, in this special. He was just going... He was moving exactly... It almost felt like he was more free. Yeah. Because he even said it in his hair. He was like, look, pff, my life's already over. <laughs> I'm just going to say whatever it is I'm going to say. That's and there's right. something I've got to respect about that. Like, that that alone showed how great that guy is. Like, how top tier he is. Yeah. there's a, You know, that, like, in terms of his skill. In terms of his purely well, his skill set. To be fair, you're, no, you're never going to be able to say that Louis C.K. or Bill Burr or like any of these other comedians are just like rubbish like like obviously there's this thing that i say yeah. where it's like there comes a point in an artist's life where none of the things that they can do is just shit like it's just whatever they release isn't bad mm. it's just probably not to the level that you're used to or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. so there's like there's just a level of there's just an upper echelon type deal with like just certain people and i'm cool with that like I remember before this came out, he had a special, and I watched that special, and that special was funny, where he was talking about his daughter and his son and all of that type of stuff, and like, Kevin Hart's recent one, even though it's not one of my favourite Kevin Hart ones, it's like, still, it's it's like a high, like, just the production, the way it was switching cameras, all of that stuff, and I think it was directed by him, and all of these type of things, it's like, it was a real production, like, you know he cared about the production, and the way that it was shot and like you know that that idea from there is gonna go to someone else and like the way that um 
Alex does Andrew Schultz's ones. It's like the way he cuts and edits that. And like when and this is what I'm thinking about with my documentary now. It's like um the way I'm gonna edit it and how I'm gonna pose it and like the way that I'm gonna tell the story of like just the things that I've been through and stuff like that. It's like all of that, like all of that has to come through your mind and be able to. You have to see it and you have to know about it and you have to care about it and that has to lead to you deeper ideas or it comes from a deeper place of your ideas and the way it's just it's just all part of the way that we're talking about artists care about things Mm -hmm. like we just care about things in a different different way and now there's this part of artistry from our generation at least where it's like you have to care about the production production is literally part of whatever you're doing you can make a drawing today mm. and if it doesn't have the right lighting the right um the right the right filters the way like if it's not cropped correctly if it's not level you're probably like you would get less likes today if <laughs> if you released it as just as normal pic- like if if it was a better picture so you have to make sure the picture is amazing I think when you oh. present it to people and and this is the part well, I've I think it. De- oh, I guess it I actually know. I was no. I was gonna say it depends on what it is that you're doing. Like, but there's, there's this level of understanding. But I get what you mean. You know where if you release a drone today, it's probably gonna get 50 likes or something, and mm. this the, these number of my friends are gonna share it, and mm-hmm. like you kind of just kind of have this roundabout filter of understanding in it, mm-hmm. and that's just ba- that's basic with production. It's like a couple steps after that it's like okay so what will people really like okay what would people like to see more from me and all of those filters it's like um it's like the it's like the 30 day beat challenge it's like okay this person likes this type of sound and this person likes that type of sound and it it garners this response and when i do that it garners that response and all of that put together gives you this sort of figure and you really gauge what the landscape is if you release something and that level of understanding is production and we all have to have something in our minds where it's like i have to release this thing in a certain type of way like i release my it all compounds in it though yeah i release my book mm. in a certain type of way and like i'm gonna have to go to radio stations and i'm gonna have to talk about it with other people on whatever podcast and I have to know exactly which podcast to go on and like go to wherever that conversation is and move to so but yeah the um what's interesting because how how the little bits compound because it's like do you know when people are like you've got to think big you got you know and you've got to take it one step at a time it's it's a mix it's a mixture of both isn't it it's like there's there's the big thing that you're tr- you eventually want like you can't even really think yeah. about that that's such you in the background it's in the background yeah. that's the background of how you should you operate your life in but the way you move is at the pace in which you need to do things like you've got to give yourself enough time to bring something to the standard of the and and it's it's like it's so easy to just get caught up in the mundanity of things yeah. that you shouldn't even be doing. That's why you've really got to work on your own time because you can see all these things that you should or shouldn't be doing, 
but there is a large part of it where you've got to just experiment on things man you have to you have to find the right knowledge the trustworthy knowledge but you also have to experiment on things because no matter what anyone tells you you're living your own life so you need to figure out how these things work for you yeah so I, you I need to experiment part things. of what i was saying before it's like when people like say what you should be doing it's like they're not gonna live without that outcome. That outcome, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that outcome is gonna be your outcome. Mm. They're not gonna say anything about that. Okay, like you do what they say, and then now you come back to them and you ask them why didn't it work? Yeah, uh. or or even what do I do next? Yeah, and yeah. They've got no clue, and then now they're guessing. So it really wasn't. It's part not how of you should plan. operate. It was part of a. It was part of it's just a thought that probably like. It came, it came and That's went. what you should do, yeah. Like, it was fly by night. That's what you call it, innit? That's why you can't really even operate from a place of results when you see someone's results. What's that? If what you get you what mean? I mean. Like, like you're trying to do things based on a result you've seen and you're motivated, motivated by someone else's results. If you get what I'm saying, like, the things that they've got, the things that they earned, the things that... They're yeah. allowed to say their status, all these good and shiny and brilliant things. Like you, you operating from a place of that. Some people, I, I, I can't say all people because some people, yeah, that really does get them to get moving. But more times, you're not really fulfilled by that stuff. Like, like and if and to and be even, fair, even like, f- I'm, I'm kind of motivated by the result, but it's like it. I don't know what that result looks like mm. in its entirety. It's like changing or evolving the discussion is a result for me but it's not it's not um but you're not fulfilled look, by the result like, you're yeah. not fulfilled by the result you're refi- fulfilled by the process yeah like the making like I, lo- I love the making i love the um i love the production mm. i love being able to give something to people and having them feel a certain type of way whether that's mm. positive or negative no, whether that's action or inaction it's like mm. it's 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 part of my artistry it's like um it's the thing the thing that i care about most is feelings so there's no money attached to that there's no money attached to feeling the only thing that i can show people is a process and obviously that process came with coins because no one's gonna have to pay for that process <laughs> anyway typical production <laughs> yeah no but no fair. but yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's like there's n- yeah no you're right you're right it's like you can't really be motivated by the results because it's like you ask. They go, they go, they come and go, yeah. and the f- you you may not want that by the time you get there. Like exactly, it yeah. that, like, like it doesn't matter. It really, it really doesn't. Yeah, it's it's the it's it the time when you feel best really is when you're just doing something because even if you're motivated by the result, and that's why you got to look at I that. I wasn't even motivated by this. I swear to God. That's it. But it was the fact that you. Yeah, it was the fact you've done it. It was yeah. the doing of it. That it was like you could say I'd done it, and because you when when you focus on the process, yeah. the fact alone that you've done it we are about is fulfilling. Yeah. yeah, is fulfilling, and and it's so funny because I realise now a lot of the anxieties I get when I'm doing certain things that I enjoy doing. I've actually built a guilt in my head sometimes about doing what, certain things, huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> You see what he's trying? He's been trying to do this to me ever since I've known him. Right? He's been trying to do this to me ever since I've known this guy. Nah, if we turn into a flagrant podcast, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be um, frigging hmm? opposed to that. Hmm? <laughs> um, I'm with all of this shit, bro. But it's, no, what do you say? What do you it's say? Mad. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Because 
I it's not about it's when I'm creating it's when yeah. I'm making things and making things like that. there's this slight there's this slight sense of guilt that's quite disruptive <laughs> for me it's no, I'm angry, Sam. I'm angry. I'm actually angry. I'm actually angry. Dammy's convinced I was lied to at birth. He, think, he thinks oh, I was lying. I'm crying. <laughs> he thinks, he thinks oh, I was lied to at birth. <laughs> oh, you've done it again. Oh, see what you mean, fam. Oh, say so. Beloved, this yes, is fam. the Culture and Camaraderie podcast. The most oh my gosh, we are not starting again. Perspective, industrious, creative discussion <laughs> with Marco Tiberius. If you're hearing us across the Kenna audio spectrum, shout out like Ari on all your socials. Boom. <laughs> yeah, we're not starting again. <laughs> what were you saying, fam? Oh, oh my, my god. god. <sighs> you should have seen you not continued, fam. I'm flo- <laughs> Yo. <laughs> my point being. Oh, fam, I need water. <laughs> no, we'll get we're almost done anyway. We're yeah, almost done. We've got five calm. minutes. Good, good, good. Um my point was being I've even forgot what I was talking about. No, you're talking about like this hesitation, this guilt of Oh. <laughs> no, you're prick. You're actually prick. <laughs> this guilt of white men. Did I flop it again? Just oh. don't touch it. Just don't touch oh, it. Fuck. Anyway, I'm gonna finish my point. I'm okay. Hot. When I'm making things, when I'm making things, uh, do you know, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm over it. No, I'm over it. No, no, no I'm over it. it. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All right. When you're making things, like, is there this little type of, what, of doing your own thing? Yes. Or? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Doing your own thing. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Like, just, Bruh. like, okay. cr- creating. And I don't even know why. I haven't really unpacked it so far yet. Um. Listen, like, we all started the same way, like, drawing it's Dragon so Ball funny. Z characters. Yeah, it's like, just... What happens in that middle it's between so funny. drawing Dragon Ball Z characters and now where you're actually trying to be a but, professional But artist. that's what I mean. I don't know if it is part of it, that being that professional thing of... because or trying to say you're a professional, acting a professional, and this is what the professional Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Th- there's... Uh, there's... I, d- I don't know. There's, there's, there's something there, and it's like... Because it got to the point where I feel like... I felt... Like I needed to do things. If I'd, I, I'd feel guilty not making a beat, sitting down making a beat, or <laughs> about to start laughing again. No, 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 right. No, no, no. Um, my belly's hurting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm laughing, bro. Right. Um. Yeah, you have to finish this, bro. Yeah. Come there on. was, like, I felt bad about not making a beat at one point, and then. What do you mean by not making a beat? Making a beat like something, or the fact? No, that no, 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 no. But you felt like making a beat. Um, I feel guilty all the time not writing or drawing. Yeah, yeah, but it was like, it's it, and it's so weird like, because. I remember. When, <clears throat> sorry, I remember when I used to mm. when I used to go out or when I whenever I used to be out or whenever I used to just do things that aren't. Like but yeah, I used to watch TV that's it. You'd I'm be like, like, what am I? Yeah, I need. To, not drawing. But but that's not that. Uh, 
that that's what I mean because that's what I'm talking about the bigger picture thing and that's why I'm in this process of actually slowing down and just trying to get back in pocket you know what I mean back in my bag of I operate and I move and I do things in life because not not because of the feeling of wanting to because th this is the problem, and I think this is a big problem in the world today, I really am convinced, is that how much we operate on how we feel or don't feel, because that's not necessary. it's a problem of how we operate on feelings. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, because I think it's more than that, because if we just purely operate on how we felt about things, on emotions that come and go, we would constantly stop and start things. And I think I'm, yeah. I'm, more, I'm, I'm very much a yeah, testament to, to that. Be fair, like, <coughs> I like, don't operate on like my feelings have nothing to do with any result or anything. Like how I felt about this book, and when I said I didn't want to release, I didn't want like mm. that to the men. I needed to do it. Yeah, and that was the point. It was like you have to do it. You have to release it because mm. this is the result of what you felt or what you did or mm. what or what was part of something that you knew had to happen mm. like because <clears throat> first of all the way the way that i felt in the hot in horrible the way i felt in the hospital was horrible mm. like ptsd type shit so i had to write about it and not just write about it on an emotional trip where i'm just mm. like throwing my thoughts on paper it was like it's structured mm. it's got a flow to it there's a beginning and there's an end mm. so there's this whole theme that goes through it and there's actually a, a story up as as part of it so apart outside of my feelings there are even things that i had to remove from the book to make sure that it stayed congruent with the whole thing or else i'd be just scrambling throughout the whole thing mm -hmm. and that's not the way that i like to do things like big part of my artistry like i told um Jeremy, um just shamani shamani just two days ago it was shout like, out shamani it's like creating a building around a story like that's a big part of what i do is like it needs to there needs to be a real structure around this whole thing that just moves and feels and thinks and like yeah it has to it has to be struck there has to be a structure of it living so <clears throat> and this is a big part of why i call um something that i'm not going to release today but there's a understanding whereby there's part of those five fingers there's the ethics the principles the philosophy and the other two that i forget what the fifth one is but yeah it's uh it's character and the other one but yeah on a general trip it's like you whatever you do because um you're a transmedia storyteller it's like where whatever medium you use i feel it doesn't matter Mm. Like just at at this point, mm. because just be, just plain and simply by the way that we were taught, mm -hmm. it's like whatever word, whatever medium we're using, it doesn't matter. Like mm. literally, the whole world that we can be claiming to be a comic book strip, mm. and that could also have uh, music that goes along mm. with it, and that could also have um, a movie that goes along with it that can be scored in a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. That like <coughs> you hear what mm. I'm saying? So it's like it could be a series of pictures. And um, like a series of five, ten pictures, and like you release it, like or a hundred pictures even, and you release five every single year for the next ten years or something. So it's like, 
however we do it, it doesn't matter. It's like the reason we're doing it. Ooh, start with that. That's me. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's like it's literally the reason we're doing it. So like, mm. what do you want the world to know, or what do you want to say to the world? Which is a big part of why I do a lot of what I do and mm. why a lot of people can't say anything of what I'm doing because literally you are the only person on my side seeing the other person like my dad can't really speak about art but it's like one of those things that he knows what i want to put outside into the world so he has thoughts and feelings about how i want how i go about doing that and i'm open to those thoughts because really and truly the how it doesn't really matter it's like as long as the thought is executed in mm-hmm. a certain type of way mm-hmm. and that's a part of big um, elite execution and what's the other one? High performance. Yeah, high performance. That's the one. Hey. Um. Sam. But yeah, but but I I guess you can find that on my website. The, the reason I'm I'm even saying that is because even the point I was making at the beginning. That's why I think the time is important. Oh, the time of slowing down. Time, time in general, <coughs> like. Because you can't put a limit on how you can you can have a goal and you can aim to create something, but you need to give yourself the time because you you have to do things yeah. you have to execute on things that goes without saying. Yeah. But when you're in the bubble of the creation of something, yeah. you need the time and space to push an idea, take something away, yeah. strip it completely because you might have times where actually the answer is to strip it back down to the core and build it back up yeah. in a different direction <coughs> and that's why the time is so important because i feel like it's having a world that re- relies on its own time because yeah. to me time is like because it's going to always be building itself it's like yeah yeah, yeah. Like yeah. well you have to so make it like that you can't yeah. you can't you, you need to make it like that you I can't think, expect yeah. it to be, that's what i'm saying like and the only way you can do that the way you control time is by slowing down. Yeah. Is by yeah. pulling back from this r- imaginary race yeah. that you're a part of. The, there was a quote that I heard from Patrice O'Neill. He said, but he was talking about girls, yeah. But uh, he transmits trans- <laughs> transmedia storytelling. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. No, but he was he was saying when you're like uh, in a situation the best the way to win the game is by playing not playing the game at all yeah right that's, that's like and founding principles that is that. exactly yeah. what i'm talking about why time is arbitrary yeah it is arbitrary it's arbitrary it's time's arbitrary, arbitrary. Yeah. and it's like only you can figure that out you have to not listen. You have to cut off your ears for a bit. It's it's all conscious because it's look. Even when you say things like it's that, it's not black and white with that. It's not black and white necessarily because you can't not listen to nobody forever. Everyone has mentors. Everyone has people that they can uh, gain knowledge from. That they can you can mold to your own. Uh, experience in your own life and uh, model what it is you're doing off of. Yeah, I'll listen to anyone, but yeah, like, 
you're not going to use everything to, everyone yeah. says exactly but to get to that point you need to slow down because you need to know what knowledge is going to be useful to you and what's not yeah. that's the most important thing it took, like being extremely honest mm. it took me four years to release one book and that's part of a whole legion of things that happened mm-hmm. so i wanted to do scripts I wanted to do um, movies and um, well, actually, I wrote scripts for movies and TV shows. If you want to see them, yeah, <coughs> I think it's important listening. So I wanted to do music videos and all of, like all of the things that I know how to do with my skill set because of like because of how my skill set is like situated. It's like all of the things. These are all of the things that I know how to do and. Because now, like, I just really needed to release something. Or, well, when you get to the point, you know that you're ready to release something. It's like, okay, so this is my level today. i done this with my highest skill, at my highest performance, and with time being my bitch and all of these other things and, like, listening to myself and making sure that this is all of myself, like, this is my level today. And then that's a stamp in time. Like, you mm-hmm. stamp that in space and time. And that is part of what artists do. It's like, when you're really doing doing from yourself, mm-hmm. when you're really pulling from the infinite substance and projecting into reality, it's like, you are, fore- like you are forever cementing that moment in time. And then you can move on, and, or you can expound mm-hmm. on that story and all of these other things. Exactly. And like, when people think, oh, fashion, tech, writing, like, they're all different things. To me, they're mm. just one thing. Like, it's like, and writing movies and writing books, it's like, mm. all of that is one thing, part of one world, but it just happens to come from one man. Mm. And because it's art, it's like, I don't think about it as the mediums. It's like, the mediums are also your playthings, just as time is your plaything. And because you're running on your own drum and, like, the own, your own beat it's like you have your own philosophy and principles and ethics that you live mm. by so everything that you're doing is from you so it works by you and through you yeah. that's true and and that's why as as the conversations on the podcast evolve like i know what stuff i want to get into i want to get more into this world that i'm creating and i want to be able to talk about it and feel confident in where it's at and like for now like that's why like i've i've kind of admitted to myself and it's something i was even difficult i had difficulty wanting to admit that i am i'm i i've i'm not that i'm stopping creating because i'm always going to create but right now it's about slowing down making sense of what i'm currently doing and the ideas that i'm having and having a plan like an actual plan and and i need to slow down to do that I need to slow down. I need to say no. That needs to be my greatest weapon right now. And I need to be able to just completely slow down and build the vision and implement everything piece by piece. And that is the only way that anything's going to work. Otherwise, I'm forever going to be... A beast inside. Yeah, and and just disappoint in not just other people, but myself, you know, with with the things that I want to do and not really... (coughs) <coughs> complete them in the way that I want to, and I think it's just time to stop doing that because it it it's it's I, I, was it you that I had the conversation about synergy with? Yeah, I think no, it I was. We had oh, that conversation. 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 Yeah. Well, it came from it's like 
everything can be so synergistic if i think that's how it becomes synergistic is when you've got a plan that is how it almost it's not that everything's always going to be rosy and dandy but it's like when you know what you want it's it's like other people are looking for other people that know what they want at the end of the day isn't it that's who that's who people want to be around and it's like even though it's not about other people you need other people to work alongside to build and create whatever it is you want to create and the more understanding you have of of what you're doing it's like the, the more you're going to be connecting with people who can help these things come to a play and that's what i mean it's like i like talking about things like this but like i i can't wait till you know as as this podcast evolves and as our conversations are evolving we're going more into the actual processes of of how these things like 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 as as the um trajectory of our conversations our careers sort of like are coming more closer together in 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 the sort of paths and journeys that we're that we're on you know it's it's going to be cool how how that evolves like yeah (coughs) well i feel like that's a good full stop on the end of the episode boom yeah thank you for listening to this um Roller coaster of a car episode, yeah. <laughs> Take two, two and a half. <laughs> two and two half. Ah, fam. A tale of two halves. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or well, actually Instagram and YouTube at Culture Camaraderie Pod on Instagram and Twitter, mm-hmm. and um, Culture and Camaraderie on YouTube. We fucked up with that. And um, what's the other thing? Content. Uh, my yeah, my socials: ny typical and lax underscore ero. Yep. Follow it up. Ny typical. You can find my book at Melancholy Maelstrom: A Diary of Silver Linings. Um. On all your platforms, you can even ask them to ask the bookstore to um bring it in and you know they'll buy a bank you know they can ask people off so that's amazing uh this has been peace blessings and salutations episode 14 14 yeah